ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Monday, February 20th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I am your host, Paul Swan. We are here taking your phone calls and your text this hour. We'll open up the text line in a few minutes at 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. What a good weekend we have to talk about. Marshall basketball getting the victory over Troy, 88-78. to We're going to hear from Tavion Kenzie in a few minutes about the victory as we look ahead. We're now on the Wednesday-Friday sequence for Thundering Herd basketball as the conference tournament is a week or so away, depending on where you're seated. And the Thundering Herd getting the victory over Troy locks itself up at least a top-four finish. Could be even better. Marshall right now is number two, looking for, hopefully, an undefeated road trip. Then, if Marshall does its part and Southern Miss slips up in one of its next two contests, Marshall will win the outright title of regular season champ. It'll be because it has the tiebreaker with Southern Miss. So that's what we're looking for. We're hoping that Marshall can take care of its business and then the Southern Miss Eagles, the Golden Eagles there. If Southern Miss could do Marshall a courtesy and, and just drop one, that would be fantastic. Of course, that's not how it works. Everyone's got to go out and play the games, and so we're going to be following the Thundering Herd, making the Virginia trip this time around, looking forward to it. And we've got the games here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 and on 93.7 The Dog. So we'll hear from Tavion Kinsey in just a few minutes. A lot of things that are happening for the Thundering Herd. The uh, Sunbelt Indoor Championship is going on. That's going to be Fun to see the results coming in there. Softball's now 7-2. and two. Pretty good road trip over the weekend. Baseball, I have to talk about this. Baseball is off to a 3-0 and start. Swept St. Louis. So the Billikens go down to the herd in a sweep. And this is the first time that that's happened since 1990. 1990, the last time that Marshall opened the year with a sweep. So congratulations to Greg Beals and his squad Getting off to a fast start. I can't wait to see what this team looks like here in the near future. Thundering Herd a year or so out from being in that new ballpark. And I can't wait to see baseball in Huntington proper. No offense to anyone who uh, ever went out the Route 2 and the folks that you know made that happen. That was, that was a great alternative landing spot for the Thundering Herd. And, of course, playing in Charleston, and I'm not opposed to seeing the Herd go back up to Charleston and play a series. However, it needs to be in Huntington, and we are at that point where the baseball park is almost a reality. Still, I got to wait. I got to wait until I walk through the turnstile, walk through the door, until I can actually say, okay, here it is, Marshall Baseball Stadium. So I'm excited for that. I'm sure you are as well. But 3-0 and start, sweeping St. Louis. Hey, expectations are high, right? They should be. So we've got football to get into today. And, of course, we're going to talk more about basketball. We'll break this basketball game down further with you as Marshall got the victory. It was fun. It wasn't as fun as the game against Georgia Southern, only because Marshall had this one. I know Troy made its run here and there. It made an opportunity for itself to be close. 
give that team credit. But Marshall then just put it away. And Marshall getting the victory, locking up a Saturday appearance. And I had some people ask me after the game, where's Marshall going to play in the bracket? When's Marshall going to play? So I'll explain it to you best I can. So Marshall's got a a double bye. So Marshall doesn't have to play in that opening round, and Marshall will not play on that Thursday. So you have the opening round, and then you have the Thursday set of games. And then Marshall will play one of the four slots on Saturday in the tournament. It's not set just yet when Marshall will play, only because we got to find out Marshall could be the number one seed, Marshall could be the number two seed, Marshall could fall all the way down to the four seed. So we just don't know yet when Marshall will actually play. We do know the day it's going to be that Saturday. So it's Saturday, Sunday, Monday, because Marshall enjoying a double bye. Last time Marshall had a double bye in in a conference tournament, Thundering Herd went out and won it. So I'm hoping that history will repeat itself. But that's basically all we know right now. We're still waiting to see where the Marshall women end up, Marshall losing on the road. I'm going to hear from Tony Kemper tomorrow, so we'll touch more on what's happening with the Marshall women's basketball team tomorrow with the head coach himself. As uh, It's getting to that point now where you're going to have to have some urgency. You've got two games left on the regular season, and then you have the guaranteed game in the tournament, and then what happens after that is going to be up to the Marshall women. You know, have they done enough to get into a postseason? If they win the tournament, they're going to the NCAA. If they don't win the tournament, have they done enough to get into one of the the other women's tournaments that are out there? Not necessarily the WNIT. So that's a push right now. I think the team wants to finish strong and make a run in the tournament and try to get into a postseason. The NCAA is still the goal. That's not gone away. But it, just in case, has this team been able to, to do enough to get to a postseason tournament, which I think would be strong for Tony Kemper and his squad to get this team some postseason opportunity because, again, you know, this might not really be the same team next year. You, know, you Of course, you have graduation. Obviously, you have senior night, which it was at the men's game, and that's going to come up for the women. But the team that remain, remains transfer portal, right? So you want to try to be as successful as you possibly can, and you have to re-recruit the kids. And that's something that – is going to be more and more prominent. You have to retain your kids now, not just recruit them, but you have to retain them. And so we'll talk about football as well because we've got some good news today. Speaking of retaining a coach, and did you watch the XFL? I watched the Sunday night game. It was the D.C. Defenders. And I like those helmets, actually. I'm not going to lie to you. I like the helmets of the D.C. Defenders, and I like the logo of the Seattle Sea Dragons. I just like that name, the Seattle Sea Dragons. And the XFL, of course, is uh, this is version 3.0, the version that Dwayne The Rock Johnson and his partner, his business partner, acquired after it went into bankruptcy because it was paralyzed with COVID. And I thought it was going well. I, I really thought that it was off to a great start. And then COVID hit. And that's going to paralyze any business that's set up for live events. And that was, that was the business model. Vince McMahon and his organization, he set up for live events. That is what he produces. His product is live. And so it goes into bankruptcy because you don't have product. You don't have live events. You don't have product. And it comes out of bankruptcy. And Dwayne The Rock Johnson is now 
a part of the ownership team. It looked good. I was actually interested and intrigued. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna watch it every single week. If it's on and I can watch it and I have some time, I'll look at it. But it's not okay. One o'clock on Sunday, I'm watching the Cincinnati Bengals. Don't bother me. I'm watching. Or if I have to go somewhere, I'm listening to it. I'm. It's in the car with me. I'm watching or listening to the Bengals game. That's, that's it. That's I'm locked into that. It's not there for me yet, but. Say Cincinnati got an XFL team. What if what if the league is doing all right, expanded to a few more cities? Maybe Cincinnati gets an XFL team. All of a sudden, hey, I'm I'm going to be into this a little bit more because Cincinnati's got a team because they're regional. Obviously, gravitate towards teams that are are closer to you. Doesn't work that way all the time because I'm not a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. I love hockey. I'm not a Penguins fan. I don't hate the Penguins. I'm just not a fan. It's not like my dislike of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, the reason I don't hate the Pittsburgh Penguins is because I respect the quality of play. I respect the game. Sidney Crosby, amazing player. Mariel Lemieux was an amazing player. Yarmir Yager was there at one point. Amazing player. They've won multiple Stanley Cups, so yeah, it's a, it's a great franchise. But I'm not a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. But if there was an XFL team close by, I might be more into it. I have something to root for. And of course, if there was a, and when I mean close by, I'm talking basically, for me, I'm talking geographically Cincinnati. There's a Cincinnati XFL team. I'm going to be into it. I don't have an Ohio-based hockey team to root for because I don't like any of the Ohio-based hockey teams. And it goes back to my days with uh, the Huntington Blizzard. So sorry, Columbus. The chill kind of killed that for you. But if there was a football team that was in the XFL, or you know what, the USFL, I would probably be more interested. But I'm really right now following Houston, and I'm following the Seattle Sea Dragons because Brendan Knox, by the way, if you weren't watching that, if you're watching the NBA All-Star Game, uh, first of all, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you did that to yourself. I flipped back and forth. I went over to the XFL game, and I caught Brendan Knox running it in for a touchdown, and he looked good. thought to myself, okay, that's the Brendan Knox I know, and he scored the touchdown last night for the Seattle Sea Dragons, so congratulations to him. He looked good, and I hope that that's just the first of many for him. So I have a rooting interest now because there are some guys that didn't make it in the NFL or, or get that next-level shot and now have an opportunity. So that's exciting to me. Busy weekend. We've got basketball coming up this week. Dan D'Antoni, his squad, taking the road one final time before going to the tournament. And we'll talk about the win over Troy when we continue and something else I'm going to talk to you about. I'm excited about this. We're going to hear from Ben Ashford, Director of Football Performance. You might know him affectionately as B.A. If you go to the football games, he's the guy yelling at you on the video screen in the fourth quarter. And you want to run through a wall. Anytime that he puts the motivational speech on, you want to run through a wall for him. And I saw that in person today. The football team... They invited us, members of the media. We got a chance to go and, and actually see a little bit more what the fourth quarter program's about. Okay, it's just it's this guy's working out, right? Yes and no. The fundamentals are there. But it's about more than just, okay, let's go lift some weights, you know, in the spring. It's about more. And so we're gonna hear from Ben Ashford. If you don't know BA, the director of football performance, you will soon. And it was eye-opening today. It was really fun to to go and see Exactly what this fourth quarter program that Coach Huff talks about all the time, what really goes on here? 
And we got some player perspective from it as well. We're going to have that throughout the week, but I want to focus on B.A., Ben Ashford here when we continue. So we'll start there. We'll talk about basketball with you. And, of course, you know the drill. The text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. That's our text line to be a part of today's show. And if you have never texted in before, this is a great time to do so. And I'm looking forward to talking to you. And we'll do all of that when we continue on today's edition of The Drive, ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're back here on a Monday. It is Monday, February 20th. The Drive is on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. Still to come, we're going to hear from Tavion Kenzie Marshall getting the victory over Troy on senior night, 88-78. to And we're going to hear from you. Our text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. So I had a chance earlier this morning, I got to be a part of the fourth quarter program at Marshall. I want to thank the... Uh, Thank the football program for sending the invitation and opportunity to see what Ben Ashford does, the director of football performance. And we see the social media postings here and there, and we know B.A., Ben Ashford, he's an intense human being. He's, he's fun. He's always been personable, and you, know, you get excited when you talk to him here. But this was a fun opportunity today to, to come and see a little bit more just what happens what are they doing here at this? What is this fourth quarter program all about? Coach Huff talks about it all the time. And so when speaking with Coach Ashford, he talked about with us, I'm just going to call him B.A., just, just, for, the, just for the sake of the show. Let's, I'm going to stick with B.A. So talking to B.A., Ben Ashford, he said pretty much um, when just kind of getting a feel for him here, this, this is a program that – when you're out there, you're playing the game, and it's the fourth quarter. You're you're going to be stressed. You're going to be fatigued, right? You're gonna, you know, you're gonna be exhausted. You, you've put it all out there, but this program is designed to give you the ability to execute, even if you're going through all of that. By the time you get to the game, it should be easy. And so, BA talked to us today about what the fourth pro, fourth quarter program really is. Uh, this is so right now we just started the fourth quarter program so this is the actual our entire training program is called the fourth quarter but this is the true meat and potatoes of where we shape the 2023 team so uh, right now it's about the most important time of the year every time is the most important time because it's the only time we're in but right now is where we brought in 23 20 plus new guys and we form the 2023 season by how we work uh, by the intensity we work, by the energy and the effort we go to work every day. Uh, today, or this phase, this month of training prior to spring ball uh, is really about building up their bodies, building up the mentality of what it's going to take to finish the season strong, uh, developing the character that we need to be able to finish the season, i.e. what we're trying to develop is to get the guys as mentally and physically fatigued and still demand they execute to near perfection. So this is how the team is formed. Don't show up on game day and say, okay, here I am. I'm ready to go. You don't show up a few weeks out, 
okay, what's the playbook, coach? I'm ready to go. You go through the fourth quarter program. This is the foundation. This is going to shape what this football team is all about. And the fourth quarter program started not that long ago. So they're really not all the way into it yet. They're starting to ramp up. But Coach talked about this. VA talked a little bit about you know when this thing started. So we started uh, right after Martin Luther King, the Tuesday after Martin Luther King. And we trained for four weeks, and I've kind of built them up to this phase. So the first phase is four weeks of heavy weight room, light running. And this is a blend of both. We actually back off a little bit in the weight room and the, um, the intensity in here because obviously our intensity goes up on the field. So uh, right now we're in the second week of the fourth quarter program, so to speak, the meat and potatoes of it. And then after this phase, we'll go into spring ball. This prepares them to go into spring. This is, in essence, if you were thinking of an offseason, this is like fall camp leading into spring ball. So uh, I try to tell our guys to mentally prepare for how you would be in camp, you know, the same level of intensity. So, spring ball, this is fall camp. So, what does the week look like for these guys? You heard a little bit of what it might sound like to you, but B.A. talked a little bit more about what this week really looks like. It's a blend of three lifts a week and four runs a week, two linear days and two change of direction days. So, it's a lot of volume on them. Uh, But really, this is the most important thing that I do as a strength coach because this sets the tone for how we're going to be the rest of the year. Um, and it's quite frankly the most fun I have all year long uh, because it really kind of tells you what uh, the guys are all about. It tells you really who's willing to work, who's willing to work when, it, when they don't want to. Uh, and at the end of the day, I tell the guys all the time, I mean, the work's got to get done. It might as well be us that does it. And then we're going to, when I recruit everybody, when we recruit them all and bring them in, I tell every single person that comes in this program, we're going to outwork every program in the country, and we're going to stand by that. So. Uh, that's the phase we're in right now, and I love it. Now listen to that. Outwork every program in the country. Well, every coach said that, right? Every Everybody that's in charge of a program similar to this says that, right? That's just, that's just coach speak. Oh, yeah, we're going to outwork them, right? No, that is not coach speak. Because later on in the interview when we were talking to B.A., Ben Ashford, the director of football performance, when we were talking to B.A., he said that, and it really, it made him happy. It made him happy to hear this, that players, and the players that have been through this already, they know what to expect. But new guys that have come in, transfer portal players, that come from maybe bigger programs, bigger schools, they find out that this program is harder than what they're used to at P5 schools. The difference is, when I hear a lot of, is the guys that have transferred from SEC programs, the bigger programs have all said, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't this hard. Uh, yeah, it was not this tough. Uh, so that's a kind of a validating test to, to what we do. Um, you know, I was trained at the University of Alabama, the originator of the fourth quarter program, Coach Saban. Uh, so I like to – we take a lot of pride in, yeah, we're going to turn it up a notch from what you think, what you've been doing. So – Uh, But this is a crucial time for all the newcomers to kind of find where they fit in. So it's not only tough, it's tougher than what you're used to. So if you're a newcomer, you're coming in. If you're coming straight out of high school, okay, this is going to open your eyes. You're going to, it's a new world to you. If you come from a school, you transferred in, you're coming in from, I don't want to say any, any particular school, but you're coming from a power five school and you get here, it's going to be a lot different. That's the goal anyway. It's it's going to be different. It's going to be more intense. And as that 
continues to develop, and then you've had players that have been in this system a few years, and they're bringing the new guys up and the new guys up, I think you're going to see a, a long, long line of consistency making this team better. And also, when we were talking to B.A. about what importance this this whole program is, how important this program is, just trying to figure out this team as well. Because he said earlier, you know, this is meat and potatoes. You know, we're, we're going to shape this team. This is what we find out about this team. And he said that this was a really a great time for coaches to kind of find out, evaluate the players, see where they fit. This is a great time for the coaches. This is the first time this semester the coaches actually evaluate the players we brought in as far as their physical movements, their mental toughness. Uh, are they willing to push through tough days? Uh, and then who can actually bend and move and flex and who's got some good strength uh, to be able to start putting those pieces in the program come spring ball. Uh, right now, it's just straight uh, evaluation of mental toughness and physical toughness and abilities. Uh, but this is a really great chance for me to actually put guys into our system and say, all right, this guy's really going to make it. He's going to fit. And it gives the guys a chance to, you know, really actually create a bond with the new guys. So uh, it's a great chance for us to be able to test pretty much everybody. That was a question I wanted to ask, creating a bond with the new guys. So before he he explained the whole evaluation process and the fact that this program's a lot tougher when you compare it to what you might find at even a Power 5 school, and that really made him happy to hear that with the guys that are coming in. That highlights such a mix here. You have incoming players that are new to the team, freshmen recruited out of high school. You have returning players of different classes, and then you have incoming players from the transfer portal. So you have different mixes. And, of course, within the players that are, are returning, some are still, you know, they're maybe okay, not a freshman anymore. They're a sophomore. They're, they're lower classmen. They're upperclassmen. And so they're working their way through. And all of this blending together, this is where I asked B.A. about the value of this, not just – preparing these men physically, preparing them to go out there and play. But not only is that important, the mental aspect, and trying to find that chemistry, the team bonding. Is uh, is this where it begins? And I think the answer will, will make you smile. Uh, we only grow when it's tough, right? We only really bond when it's tough. When it's really easy, everybody, you know, they get their praises and they have fun and they leave. But you really create memories when it's tough. And when everybody's going through something tough together, that's where you create a bond that can't be broken. And that's what I tell, I tell our guys is I want you to suffer in training so you can reap the rewards in battle when you go to actually the game day. Uh, so right now is as much of team bonding as it is anything. They're trying to develop their chemistry. Like I said, we've added 20-plus new guys. We did the same thing last year. We'll add new freshmen again this summer. Uh, so very much a part of our philosophy and, and a part of what we do in here is to try to put them through tough days so that when you get to a game, this is easy and that bond can't be broken. I've tried to tell guys, once you earn something, it's hard to take it from me. If you're just giving it, if I just give it to you, it's easy to take it away and give it away. 
Uh, so right now it's about putting them through really tough days that are progressive. So each week builds on itself. You're prepared for the next week. If you gave a lot this week, you're prepared for the next week. Uh, just like we do in season. You know, if you practice really hard, you're prepared for the game. But this, this really creates the chemistry right now of which we'll capitalize on in the season. Ben Ashford, the director of football performance at Marshall University. It was a pleasure to spend time with him and several Marshall football players today as we got a, a look inside what this program is all about. And after they were done working out, going through the various drills, going through the various machines, you know, doing everything that was expected of them, you you had sort of a, a group meeting. And part of that message, it wasn't about how much you could lift, how many weights you can deadlift or, or anything like that, not that kind of metrics. But BA wanted to stress that technique is important. The fact that you could lift something really heavy is one thing, but he's trying to focus on keeping them healthy for one and developing a full range of motion and doing it right, the proper technique, because you could do something one time. Okay, I could have one amazing feat of strength, but I'm not in a weightlifting contest with other strongmen. No, I'm, I'm on a football field and you're battling and you're not lifting weights. You're facing off against other strong, well-trained men. So technique was part of the message, and he explained a little bit further when we asked him about it how that is or why that is important to, to him. In my world, you can move a lot of weight, uh, but you can move at a very short range of motion. Or you can move something technically perfect, and it may not be as much weight, but it's more effective. So I always try to tell you guys, uh, make your reps count, don't count your reps, so to speak. Uh, if you don't have the fundamentals of the movement, then it's not going to help you athletically. Okay, you're really strong in a very short range of motion. I'm trying to keep guys healthy. And the maximum, if I can teach them the perfect technique, their numbers will actually skyrocket a lot faster. I have a lot of guys, well, coach, I'm a 500-pound squatter. And then I watch them squat, and I say, that's a quarter depth. You know, that's not a real squat. Uh, so I teach guys, try to teach guys how to do things at a full range of motion so that they can get the most out of every rep. Uh, and then, obviously, if you can do it correctly, heavy for multiple reps that's going to help you in a game it's great to be one rep max strong it's, it's another to be really strong for a bunch of reps uh, in a game you might play 80 plus snaps so you need to generate a lot of strength and a lot of power a bunch of times that's in us is what the fourth quarter program is it's a ton of reps a ton of sets a lot of volume at an extreme intensity and still demand you do it perfect uh, hence, when you get to the end of a game, you're mentally and physically fatigued, but I still got to look to the sideline and execute the play to near perfection. I can't jump off sides. I can't have a false start. I've got to go to the right gap. All of that correlates in here, and we try to form all that in here. Ben Ashford, Director of Football Performance. A pleasure to get to go inside his world today. Marshall, very generous in letting us come in and be a part of that and to see what they do, to talk to them about this program. And we're going to hear from some of the players in the near future. This is something that you might think, okay, they're just lifting weights, right? No, it's it's more than that. You know, anybody can go to Planet Fitness and get on the treadmill, right? And that's not a bad thing for all of us to do. You know, hey, you know, we should take our, our personal health and, and fitness seriously. We should 
get on the treadmill, sure. But this is a lot more than just you know trying to to work out the to be healthy. Um, they're trying to forge a team. They're trying to you know keep these young men physically healthy, their mental well-being, working together, making sure that this is a a unit that can go out and perform. And I think it's going to pay off. I think it's going to pay off because. You know, I could tell there was already a lot of camaraderie in the um, in the workouts today. You know, it wasn't just guys going through their drills, trying to get everything done. I could tell that there was a lot of bonding going on, and yeah, it's it's good to see that because if they're not functioning as a team, they're not going to win as a team. And we'll hear some of the uh, of the thoughts later this week from uh, some of the players that we had a chance to talk to. So, uh, again, I want to thank Marshall for allowing me the opportunity to come in and be a part of that today, and hopefully we'll get to do that again here in the, in the near future. We will hear from Tavion Kenzie on senior night and earning a top-four seed in the Sun Belt Tournament after beating Marshall's biggest nemesis of the year, Troy, the Trojans. The team that beat Marshall in football, opening up on the road at Troy, beating Marshall, got him back in basketball. Marshall Troy, 88-78 herd. We'll talk about this when we continue on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Monday, February 20th edition. It's President's Day here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Marshall defeated Troy on Saturday, 88-78, to and if you weren't there, another strong performance from the Thundering Herd. Andrew Taylor with 27 points. Tavion Kinsey with 22 points. And Marshall gets the victory defeating Troy. Second place in the Sun Belt standings, trying to catch up to Southern Miss. If Marshall can win out and Southern Miss slips up somewhere, uh, Marshall's going to be your regular season champion. And that's something that I think a lot of Herd fans, including myself, thought was a strong possibility entering into the league. And of course, you look at those standings, the newcomers are really strong, especially Marshall, Southern Miss, JMU. The newcomers have been really strong to this league, and I think that's going to help grow the basketball side. The football portion of this league was very strong to begin with. And then Marshall comes in and needs to, let's be honest, step it up a little bit, just just a little bit. Basketball, Marshall not necessarily needed to step it up, but Marshall definitely needs to hit the accelerator and keep going because right now Marshall and Southern Miss are uh, almost in a, uh, a a dead heat for that top spot. Marshall's just got to hope that Southern Miss can fall one more time and Marshall can win out. Got to take care of your business first, and we'll have that for you this week here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Tavion Kinsey. Had a chance to um, catch up with him today. Uh, I went over to practice for a few minutes. I didn't get a chance to stay, but I went over to practice for a few minutes You know, on my way to do a few other things. And I got to talk to a couple of people, and I got to watch a little bit of Andy Taylor. I had to get there early for, for something I was doing. And so I, I ran down real quick, and the first guy there was Andy Taylor. Of course he was the first guy there. I mean, you don't earn a player of the week 
nod. You don't average over 20 points a contest and not be the first guy there shooting. And he looked pretty good. And I think that these, um, I think these last few games are going to really tell us about this team. And the first thing we got to talk about is senior night. Tavion Kinsey, it feels like he's been with us forever. It was just yesterday, right, that we just started to see him on the court. And then in that same breath, feels like he's been around forever. So after the victory, he talked about that, the the emotions of the game. He talked a little bit about that with going out there, having some fun. This is going to be the last time, unless we're talking about possible NIT. This might be the last time we see Tavion Kinsey on the home floor. And you know, he was asked, one of the questions he was asked is just about, you know, ta- the emotion of the game. And, you know, Tavion, he's he's going to be that dude. Or there's, there's a kid, he's going to high-five somebody. If there's a kid that maybe that's the first time he's seen a Marshall game, Tavion's going to be that dude and, and maybe be that kid's favorite player. He talked a little bit more about that. I feel like a part of the game is um, sometimes it's entertainment. you got to know when to do it at the right time. And um, our crowd, uh, just shout out to them. Shout out to the student section. Um, they didn't have to come out and support, but they did. And they knew it was our last home game. They showed up. Um, they were super duper loud. Uh, they helped them miss some free throws with a, um, you know, with some crowd pressure and um, just seeing little kids on the sideline. Like you never know, uh, he could have traveled all the way here. This could have been his first game. So why not go over there and, um, you know, give him some depth and um, just make his day. I like to put smiles on people's faces. Uh, this is who we do it for. So, you know, kind of the little kid does come out in me because I remember me going to basketball games and me wanting to high fire the players and touch the players. So if I have the opportunity to, I- I'm going to do it every single time. So Tavion's high five and everybody. You want a high five from Tavion, be in the right spot. And Tavion might come over and give you a little dap. But he did talk about the fact, the reality that, okay, this might be the last time. This is senior night. So, this is your last game, regular season game, at the Cam Henderson Center. It means the world. You know, I um, I can remember coming in here. I remember my first game. Uh, I think it was just exhibition. We played Glenville State. And I remember running up and down the court. And I was tired the first run up and back. I was like, man, this is crazy. But my adrenaline was pumping. It was more like anxiety than I settled down. And um, it's just been a long journey, you know, a lot of time spent in this gym, a lot of mornings spent, a lot of late nights spent in this gym. And um, I wouldn't have wanted to do it anywhere else. You know, I love Marshall, I bleed green, and um, I love this team. You know, I loved every team I played on, but something special about this team, I really like this team. I like the way we gel. Um, I get to play next to this guy every night. You know, it's hard to stop both of us. It's hard to stop our team. So. Um, I'm glad I got to, you know, play this last game here. We're ready to go on the road and then, you know, go into the tournament. This guy is referring to as uh, Andy Taylor. They were both together uh, during the postgame on Saturday. So now you're the top four seed, right? You're a top four seed. You knock Troy out of a spot. You win the game. You make sure that you now have a double bye. I think Tavion was pretty happy about that. That's great. You know, uh, Especially coming from Conference USA, having the, uh, the the season that we had last year, we was looking at four or five games to get to the championship, and um, so now it feels good to you know walk in the tournament and be one of those top teams. But um, it puts a target on your back. You got to be ready, you know. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll finish out this regular season just like we do, one game at a time, and then um, when the tournament time comes, we'll be ready. 
And one final question that Tavion talked about on Saturday or answered was the defensive play of Obina and Achille Killen. He had 15 points in the game, 6 of 10 from the field. He did not shoot a single three-point shot. I'm okay with him taking one now and then, but 0 and 0 from the three-point line. I'm okay with that. He was perfect from the free-throw line, hit all three there. And he had six rebounds. He also chipped in an assist. He had three blocks on 27 minutes. He was plus 12 when it was all said and done. And Tavion and Andy, and I'm going to let Tavion speak, they talked about his defense. That was the question posed to them. And nobody's surprised by it. If you watch him in practice, you'll you'll see that on, on a more common you know, basis. It's not, oh, look. You have an outstanding performance from Robina on defense today. Where'd that come from? No, the impression you get from Tavion is that yeah, that's common. That's commonplace for for Obina. If you come in and watch film, like from our past games, Obina does a lot. You know that goes unseen, and um, he's been here. I've watched him grow. Um, I watched him come in as a freshman, um, and we we put a lot of pressure on him, but he accepts it. You know he um, he he steps up to the challenge every night. And, you know, every night might not be your best night, but tonight he came out, he played well. We used him a lot. You know, when we got a guy like that with so much energy, he's very strong, you know, so when he's playing at his best, um, we're doing what we're supposed to do. Cam is shooting the lights out. It's pretty hard for us to stop, but um, hats off to Obina. He played amazing defense, especially on that last one. Um, It's been a long time. He has to guard guards sometimes. So uh, he, he finally used his length and um, got the block and, and then got the steal after the block, which is even more amazing. So hats off to him. Tavion Kenzie, Marshall defeating Troy 88-78. Tomorrow on the basketball side of things, we'll hear from Tony Kemper, the head coach of the Marshall women's team. And we'll also hear more from my experiences attending the fourth quarter program. That's all coming up on tomorrow's edition of The Drive. Our final segment is coming up. We'll take some of your texts. Plenty of time for that. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I'm your host, Paul Swan. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Final segment of today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Thanks for tuning in. We always take your text at 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Texter writes in and says, I love all of the XFL action. I'm a big Brendan Knox fan, but go Defenders. Obviously, someone is a Washington Commanders fan rooting for now the D.C. Defenders. And uh, I haven't – I'm going to take Seattle just right now as my XFL team. I'm not 100% locked on any particular team. i got to still see what the USFL looks like this year, see if I'm going to latch on to a team there. I'm in hockey mode, man. I'm just going to tell you that right now. I'm in hockey mode. That is my getaway sport. That's the one where I can just be a fan, and I got Rangers hockey to take me all the way, hopefully, to the Stanley Cup. We will always take your texts. We can do that every day during the show at 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. So every day, keep the text line open. We've got a lot to talk about this week. Marshall back on the road. 
The Herd's going to be on the road rest of the way until either the NCAA tournament or possibly a NIT bid. And what I mean by that is, you know, if the Herd's going to be in the NCAA tournament, I think we're all going to see the Herd again at home because it'll be Selection Sunday. Obviously, Selection Sunday, we'll know. We'll just know right away. However, always that strong possibility of an NIT bid. If Marshall, for whatever reason, wins the regular season crown and doesn't get the Southern, I'm sorry, the Sun Belt Tournament Championship tournament, there's that NIT bid. And the Herd could play host to several teams. We'll find out. We've got a week to go before the tournament. It all gets started again on Wednesday at James Madison. This game's going to help determine a lot. And that's going to do it for today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I want to thank Marshall Athletics this afternoon for uh, this morning as well for being such a, a gracious host and allowing us to take part of the fourth quarter program. Back tomorrow, we'll do it all over again here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Have a great night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.